0: 3D technologies have been a subject of interest for the Veterans Affairs Department's medical system for a long time. First came the transition from 2D to advanced 3D modeling on computer screens. Next, VA started to move those models into the physical world with 3D printed models that clinicians could hold in their hands. But the systems it's been using are purpose-built for the medical field, and a new partnership with General Electric aims to change that. Under the agreement, GE is providing 3D printing workstations designed for health care, and VA is offering its expertise to help improve that system. Dr. Beth Ripley is a Seattle-based radiologist who chairs the Veterans Health Administration's 3D Printing Committee. She spoke with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu about the promise VA sees in those 3D technologies.
1: 3D printing is actually a perfect extension from advanced 3D visualization techniques, which are in greater use right now. If you went back several years, you would find the point where we just look at images in two-dimensional planes. So those were on film. Uh, Eventually those became uh, digitized so we could look at them on a computer screen, but still two-dimensional visualization, which is non ideal. And then about 10 years ago, we really started to see advanced visualization technology kick off and that has now become pretty widespread in use in VA and in other hospitals. But 3D printing is really the next uh, leap forward from that. So instead of just 3D on screen, now you've got 3D in your hands. And that really brings us full circle from the very beginning when we were just 2D screens.
2: Before we move on to the the actual printing component of it, can we pause just a beat uh, on the on the visualization portion? You said 2D is suboptimal compared to 3D. Can you just explain a little bit about what, why that's the case and what you're actually visualizing, even just on a screen in 3D?
1: Yes. So if you think about the human body, it's obviously a three-dimensional structure. If you're going to image it and look at 2Ds, you have to cut it into slices. So sort of like if you had I don't know, a loaf of bread and you're slicing it. And then you're going to go through every one of those slices and look at them one at a time and somehow recreate back into your head that whole that whole 3D object. And it's really difficult to do. So if we're looking at, say, a human heart, there may be 500 individual images that you have to look at in sequence and then build back a three-dimensional structure in your head. And that's Computationally expensive for the brain, you have to you have to really think about that and and um, train and understand nuances in, in how to look at that 2d volume data set and so that that's not ideal because anytime you're having to train or guess to understand imaging again, not ideal. <laughs>
2: Okay. So moving on to the physical world, what, what sorts of things do we think we can print in the near term, either with this this technology that you're rolling out across the West Coast and, and, and in some other areas in the near term and, and in the medium term?
1: So at VA, that's one of the exciting things about 3D printing is we are using this technology for many, many aspects of healthcare. One of those is in that are visualizing patient's anatomy. So 3D printing for pre-surgical planning is a major aspect of our program. And that means 3D printing objects such as a heart or a kidney of a specific patient that we can then hand to the surgeon before the case, before an operation, and allow them to really understand that patient that they're going to operate on and plan the optimal approach. So that's one aspect. And in terms of what we can print, you name it. If we can image it, we can print it. So feet, uh, knees, hearts, kidneys, uh, brain, nose, you name it. Uh, We also use 3D printing in VA, though, for other things that are less intuitive. So orthotics, hand braces, we're working on uh, foot orthotics. We're looking at prosthetics in a research and development phase. Um, different technology devices that allow veterans to interact better with their environment. So these are all extensions of 3D printing that we're also using within the VA.
2: So it sounds like two basic groups. One is sort of as a as a practice or teaching tool for a clinician, and, and one is something that you can actually apply to a patient like like a prosthetic, correct?
1: Exactly, yes.
2: And, and how far off are we from... Potentially being able to, you know, I I don't expect you to 3D print an entire heart that could be implanted into someone, but I mean, let's say a valve or something like that—something that you could actually use to to replace a faulty physiological mechanism somewhere in the body.
1: So that would be the next iteration of 3D printing. That would be bioprinting. So right now we 3D print objects out of hundreds or really thousands of different types of materials, spanning from plastics all the way to metals um, and everything in between. The next big leap will be bioprinting. So what that means is the printing substrate, the material we're using is actual biological uh, materials such as cells or bones um, or parts of bones, I should say, you know, ground up or other objects that are biologic or living in nature. And that's something we're definitely interested in as well, but there are, Significant challenges to that work that we'll have to overcome, which is understanding how to print those biological tissues.
2: Any sense of how far off that might be? I, I, I know I'm calling for speculation here.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, we are actually actively engaged in thinking about uh, how to print bone as a first step here at VA, and we are anticipating something that you know we could. Trial in the next three or four years
2: wow, okay. so that's
1: again starting with something that's more straightforward like bone now a heart or something you know on a level of an organ that has multiple functions you know everyone speculates it's it's hard to say but I would that that you're not going to see that in the next 5 years.
2: Okay, let me let me finish by asking you exactly where this new technology that you're rolling out in the new near term gets you and as I understand it it's going to go into facilities on some sort of trial basis in Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis, Cleveland and Salt Lake City. What what exactly are these these new machines going to do for you?
1: So the the new machines and software will allow us to translate medical imaging data into a 3D printable object in a much more intuitive way than we do currently. And that's because we're all physicians. Uh, So we went to medical school, we learned how to look at imaging, and of course, how to interpret those images. And as you mentioned, we learned about 3D visualization over the last decade as that's become part of routine medical care. But what we haven't learned about is things like computer-aided design or engineering principles or manufacturing, and those are all parts of 3D printing that we need to uh, have a grasp on in order to do this work. So these these new machines, the software from GE, basically takes those functions, those engineering type functions, and they put them into a software that is known to radiologists and physicians and that we're comfortable with. So that's really going to help us within VA to get more people, more staff trained up and comfortable with the technology, and that's going to translate to more patients that can be impacted in the short term with this technology. And that's our ultimate goal is to try to make this technology accept accessible to all veterans, whether or not uh, there's a 3D printer at their respective hospital.
0: Dr. Beth Ripley is chairwoman of the Veterans Health Administration's 3D Printing Committee, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Find a link to more information and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
3: An idea has just been born. No one has seen it yet. It's tiny, but with the potential to change everything. Every new idea is precious in this way sometimes fragile or half-baked, its worth might not be immediately obvious. To survive, we must protect their little sparks. There it goes. Good luck, little guy. So many ideas like this are never realized. They could have been so much more than a line in an email or a mumble on a video call. When ideas are explored on Miro, the visual collaboration whiteboard, they're seen by the whole team in real time. Thoughts come to life and grow through team collaboration. Miro is a space where all ideas are taken seriously, and seriously good ideas come together in unexpected ways. Join over 30 million people collaborating at Miro.com. M I R O.com.